Hey guys, it's Tim Gillette here with the Tim Gillette Show. Hey, I'm bringing people in that are like awesome. Can we just say like awesome of awesome? So today's guest I met a couple years ago. I, I, you know, I go to Vegas for this like mastermind thing with this guy and I get to meet people in the room and I find somebody who's just really I connected with and we became friends on Facebook. We've chatted back and forth a little bit here and there. Uh, but we've never had a chance to like be on the show together. So I said, Simone, why don't you come on my show and uh, make uh, uh, a good podcast? And she said, yeah, okay. So <laughs> we're going to have fun today for the next 45 minutes, all right, letting you know about Simone Tallarico Ross. And if I said it wrong, she'll bang, slap me up the head. But it's okay. We're friends, all right. We're both kind of in the same niche, but we both do things with a little bit things different but we both are about doing it right. I will tell you that. That's one of the reasons I respect this woman for. So let me bring her on here today. Simone, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, you know, hey, I, I love this because I get to talk to people. You know, when you're cooped up in your house and you can't go out and hug everybody, it's, yeah. Yes, yes, I know, I know. That's what we're doing now, right? It's yeah. almost the same. It's not the oh. same, though. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, you know, uh, uh, you know, I know you and I are in the same space. You know, what I mean, you're helping people with, uh, with, um, you know, more or less. You're on the social media side, whereas I'm on the blog and video side. So it's like we're we're helping each other, but like in this one little middle section, but we teeter off on the other ends. Yes, yes. So I do teach people all about online branding and how to create their online presence. But I don't get into the blogging. I'm not an expert on it. Yeah. So that's not something that I talk much. But mm -hmm. I am all about learning because I need to include that on my business as well. So, yes, that's why I am watching you. So I watch you for, for ideas on social media because I keep going, man, I, I need to fix that. Oh, man, I need to watch what I say on social media. Oh, yeah. So it's interesting that we both learn from one another. And, and, you know, we met in a very unique room, all right, you know, uh, at a mastermind, you know, with James Malinchek. And James has yet to be on the show. One of these days I'm going to get him on the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's fun. And he has so much to give to that guy. Yeah, I, it, it, and it's neat how, um, you know what I mean, that's what told me you're a learning person because of the fact that, you know what I mean, we, the people who are in that room are dedicated. If you're in a room with James, if he selected you for a mastermind, you're a dedicated person because he picks through who he wants in that room. Do you pick through who you want in your clientele? <laughs> I do. Oh, absolutely. So I have my biggest service now is an academy that I have. Mm -hmm. And uh, my students only come into the academy after we talk. Mm -hmm. So we see if I'm a good fit for them and I can spot the ones that are really going to benefit from it because it is an academy that is not only about theory and about teaching marketing concepts, but it's an implementation academy. So every lesson they get, they have something they have to act on. Mm -hmm. So I need to make sure that people are really there committed to do it. So when I have this conversation uh, with them, Sometimes it's it's just, you know, it could be timing. Sometimes they are not ready for that yet. So I have other options for them. But I do. I'm very picky with my mm -hmm. clients and my students. Yes, I am. 
So yeah, I've kind of got a protective thing because I run a mastermind and I'm very protective about who I let in. So it's like we, we've, we've kind of gotten that both things out there. What are you doing to market to find them or what are you doing to refine them other than having that meeting with them? Are, are you doing workshops or, or now online virtual workshops, but are you doing stuff like that? Yes, I do workshops. And then again, it's something that um, the work is always, as you know, is done prior to that, right? I'm very good at defining who my target market is. I'm mm -hmm. really good at that. And also then I know exactly the message that I have to put out there to attract that specific target market. So uh, when they come, they are a good fit. Now, if they're committed or not to work with me at that time, it's something different, right? Mm -hmm. But very rarely, somebody comes that my product my services are not a good fit because i did the work prior so i do workshops for people that i know are in that target market and i also do a lot of online um advertising and things like that cool so uh you know i mean with us having to do the workshops and stuff like that uh what is it that you specialize in your workshops that you're teaching right now Online visibility. I mean, I think now after all that happened, right? Uh, most entrepreneurs understand that they have to be online. A lot of people did a lot of networking and a person to person local uh, events and stuff like that. And when we all got into this pandemic, a lot of people didn't know anymore what to do. And now they understand they have to be online but how to do it, right? How do you even start? You just start posting willy-nilly and writing and all that. That's not how it works. So when people get to me, they understand that they have to have a strategy, they have to create a system. Mm -hmm. And that's what I do with my business too. So I teach them, I don't really hide any secrets. I share everything. Everything I do for my clients because I work with clients that they have been building their online visibility. So that's normally what I teach in workshops. It's the steps, the elements really to build, how to build your presence online so you can attract the right clients. Mm -hmm. So uh, you know, before they get into the workshop now, are you trying to, to lead them down like me? I, I help with people on two paths. Those people who want uh, like a done for you system and we plug them into to, to tools, people we know that'll do the work for them. And then we have a, a, a launch of students who are wanting to know how to do it themselves. They're getting started, they can't afford the team yet. Are you working on both sides of that or are you doing just one? Yeah, I don't offer services anymore. So mm -hmm. I still do services. I do funnels with mm -hmm. Facebook ads, email marketing, all that for old clients. So mm -hmm. past clients, because I still need to be doing this stuff because I need to be updated with everything that's going on. If I stop doing that and I just teach, I am afraid I'm going to get outdated real quick. So I need to have my clients, but I don't offer those services anymore to the public. Now my uh, focus is on teaching in my academy. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and, and what got you into this? Can I ask that? I mean, what, what got you to go down this road? Into well, how long do we, we have, you said? It's a long story. <laughs> well, no. So my background is in journalism. I don't know if I ever we ever talked about it. But so I think we did talk about that at, at that day we met. Yeah. Okay. 
because so I worked so my last job as a journalist I was working as a chief editor at, at the business magazine and that's about eight years ago when um, social media started being very present for us right we I mean we always uh, wrote for Google as you know you have to write your articles for Google but um, when social media started we have to learn because it was I understand I understood right from the beginning that it was changing communications for good and I was really curious and I just started using at the time was only really Twitter and LinkedIn and um, I started getting results I really not doing much because there were not strategies or anything like that we just did things and posted things right and then as you know I start doing things getting results the next thing I know I was writing articles about that and then I was just considered the expert because there were not too many people doing it and with that I started to really look into it in a different way because this magazine was for business owners so I used to interview business owners a lot and I used to see how the ones that are starting to use that were um, understanding what the, the revolution that was coming really and my husband has a real estate company so I started a page for him and the next thing I know a couple agents said oh can you do that for me and that's how it all started really a couple years later I started my business doing that so I started with social media cool yeah. And have you have you done anything in real estate or or you know just no no that's not my thing at all mm -hmm. my husband's great at it not me I mean I have I have a whole real estate company that like funded me starting this company but it's not like it's not like my fun thing to do it's just an investment to me now but anyway yes. Um, yes. it is uh, a great investment so how long have you and your husband been together oh okay. 17 years together 17 years awesome. I was a little girl so <laughs> he is a big, wait, 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 wait. 17 years now he didn't he didn't pick up on this five-year-old I just gotta say you know you're pretty young <laughs> no actually well it I, I, I look young and I, you know you know I'm Brazilian right mm-hmm so I know you're Brazilian. Trust me, I remember. We, we look younger than we are, and uh, yeah, and there are all kinds of creams you use too. But yeah, we're 17 years, and we got married in 2004. So mm. just uh, no, 2004. Yeah, 2004. So it's 16 years married. Yeah, wow. years together. Yeah. Now, it's funny because I had a Brazilian wife, but I met her in 2006 and divorced her in 2009. But anyway, that's a whole other story. Uh, <laughs> 2006 she, is when I came to the United States. Yeah, she, um, yeah, yeah. She, she still lives in Brazil, and I actually talked to her uh, in the beginning of COVID to, to see how she was doing. And she actually was in a, a bad wreck down there. She, she moved back to Brazil. But anyway, um, so you know, you moved to the United States in 2004. Uh, you know what I mean? How soon upon moving here did you like get out of journalism and come into a business of your own? So when I moved, I still had some kind of um, correspondent to because I worked in daily news in Brazil, and so and then that's when I got in 2008 or so. That's when I got 
the job for um, the magazine. Mm. So I worked in that magazine for a little while. So it was about, well, when I left my job, uh, it was about six years ago because I was already having, I had my business on the side building up. And then when I felt ready, it was about six years ago. So 2014. Okay. Yeah, 2014. Wow. Um, and you guys have any kids? or? So my husband was married before. He had two kids, and um, then he had a relationship that he had Robbie, who I met when he was three. So he is like, for me, he is my son, and he's 21 now. Crazy. Very crazy. I, I, it's hard. I'm sorry. It's hard to imagine you with a 21-year-old. You st Again, you look so young. I know. I know. But, um, well, he's 21, but boys... They are like, um, it's a little slow in maturing. So he's more like maybe 12. I hope he doesn't hear me. He's not here, but <laughs> uh, it is the funniest thing. He has muscles and that voice, but it's it's just, it takes a while. I, and I, now I have, I have a daughter who is in her 30s. And um, yes, I am that old. Um, <laughs> You started young too. I started really young, but uh, anyway, uh, and I have two wonderful stepsons. So from my my wife's uh, from my wife's first marriage that I love dearly. So um, you know, kids are are, are great. Um, and and do you find that your son or you know, I mean, or stepson or whatever you call him, do you find that he is actually following in you or your husband's footsteps, or is he going off the blazes own path? Well, he he is an entrepreneur. I know that he doesn't uh, he never had the job going to an office or a physical space uh, when he was 18 he started working um, for a pool cleaning company and right after he already had his own route and he's growing the business now for some reason in the last couple of years he's being a little lost know what I'm gonna do stop college and all that stuff now he's talking real estate mm. which was real really surprising so we'll see what that goes I mean when I was 21 I did so many things before I got here so I guess he has the same right you know to just mm -hmm. figure things out yeah cool cool so I mean throughout the years all right you said you started this in 2014 when did you immediately go in to start doing, uh, you know what I mean, like workshops and stuff? Or did you graduate from like trying to figure it out here and there? Well, here's the thing. I got one of the best advices I got when I, um, I was still working. And uh, I don't remember who told me that. But somebody said, you need to go to a networking where you can start talking about your business. That you have, you know, times for your presentation. So that's exactly what I did. And I found this good group where you could talk almost every six weeks. You had 10, 15 minutes. So I started there. And, um, but it, funny enough, I didn't know exactly what to offer at the time. And, but it was one of the members of the networking group that um one time one day she, she told me i cannot pay you to do things for me but would you teach me and i will never forget this lady because she said and she said i'll pay you i'll pay you for you to teach me how to do this facebook thing 
And that's how I started my first course, which was a Facebook course. I still have that, but I don't talk too much about that because now I just understand that it's much more than just one thing. You have to learn how to do the whole system. But that's how I started, really, to think about teaching and doing workshops. It was because of this first woman that asked me to teach her. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, you know, it, it, it's always funny because I always go back and, and I, I always ask people this question. Uh, I go back to a time in my life where I got like a piece of advice that like really shot me onto doing and, and, and taking ownership of my life was something that a, a boss said to me when I was I was 21 or 20, 22 years old. And it's interesting. It was, a you know, I mean, someone that came to you that kind of spurred you along. Have you had many mentors in life who've like guided you along the way? You know what I mean? From a, you know, anywhere from a soccer coach to a, all right, to a business coach. I, I don't think I, I would have done so much in my life. And most of the things I did, I did really well without mentors. It's just, um, and since I started my business, I realized I couldn't do this at least fast enough although we know it's not fast if i didn't have mentors um since the beginning i mean i remember one person in networking that said business is about relationships you need to understand this from the beginning it's all about building relationships it's not for you to come here and sell your stuff and I understood this right away because that's what marketing is, right? It's you building relationship with your audience, your market. And, and then along the way, every time I hit something in my business that I was trying by myself and I saw this is not working, I would find somebody to help me with that. So um, right in the beginning was just like, how do you build a business? So I had a coach for that. And it was with her was just a couple months. And then I had to build systems because I saw that I was doing repetitive things over and over and I was just wasting my time. So I got a coach that just helped me with that. And, and now I do have a coach because I want to scale my business. So it's another step that I know that if I were to figure things out by myself, I would take a couple of years and I want to do it faster. So yeah. I believe in mentors like 120%. It just, I mean, there's somebody out there that did this, that went through whatever you did and, you know, made all the mistakes and they're willing to share with you how to do it in a much faster and simpler way. Why not? Right? Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, it is, it's, it's, it's mentors have kind of guided me along the way. And, uh, you know, I want to circle back, though. You, you talked about that first course that you created. Um, when you created the first course, was it about Facebook or was it just about social in, 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 in general at the time? It was Facebook. So it's a, it's a four-week course. Mm -hmm. So And it was private. So by then I was using Skype. So we would meet every week. And I had some slides and some uh, things they needed to do. And it's still a course that I still have for some people that I know uh, personally because it is something that 
I take people from the really beginning. Sometimes they don't even have a page. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to share my screen and to show them how to really do it. So um, it always it helped so many people. Cool. Uh, and, and I mean, are you? Uh, was it a recorded course or was it like a guided classroom? No, no, it was a live. Okay, live classroom. Live class um, and it still is offered that way because it's, it's a customized class, right? So people which at any level could come and say uh, where they were and we would start from there. So it's like a live course, yeah. Cool, cool. Um, you know, uh, for me, I've, I, I, you know, what I mean, I've always struggled with do live classes or or do a recorded like you know, a recorded class. And I, you know, I was wondering which side you fell on. But do you do you like to do recorded classes, or do you do some of them now and sell them afterwards as a product, or are you still on the live class mode? So I'm going to tell you this that I learned. A couple of years ago, I have my academy has weekly recorded lessons mm -hmm. and weekly Q and A calls. Okay, okay. here's why. So it's a hybrid, right? Mm -hmm. It's recorded plus live. One of the biggest course um, person in the United States, I did her course a couple of years ago, and she said this. And thousands of people go through her course, okay? And she said this, 85% of the people that come to my course, that buy it, which is a couple thousand dollars, okay, do not finish the course. Yeah. And I thought, wow, only 15% of the people that are going through this amazing course with this amazing mentor, she's like the guru, only 15% are doing it. Mm -hmm. And I understand that. I mean, I'm a very disciplined person, but if I get a course with a bunch of videos, yeah, I will start in you know, a couple of weeks, I will watch it, but then things come, right? Life gets in the way and I'll say, oh yeah, I'll finish at the end of the year. I'll take a couple of weeks and I'll finish it. And that's why when I decided to create the whole academy that I have now, I understood, okay, I have to have the video so, you know, they just have it every week there for them. But I have to have that call where they have to come for accountability, you know, to ask questions so they don't get stuck and don't move forward because that's sometimes what happens. They get stuck and they're like, oh, I'll take a look at this later. And then they they get defeated and then they don't finish. And that's not what I want. I want to impact people's lives and they will only be impacted in a positive way if they finish my academy. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I, you know, I've really found that in so much stuff in the self-help space is that, you know, 90% of the stuff people invest in turns out to be shelf help. And I mean, yeah, it's frustrating to me, but yet I still keep creating courses and I still keep creating information for those who want it for the, 3% who actually finish it, those are the ones I really want to help. And those are the ones I'm trying to get to join me in my mastermind. So, uh, you know what I mean? I don't know if that's, is that the way for you too? It's like, I want to find the completers. Yes, yes. And that's true. The thing is, my target market, they are a little bit, um, so they've gone through life, right? 
first they they didn't grow up with technology mm. so they do this space what i teach is is a little they are they are afraid most of them of this space they are afraid of the online space they uh, and their fear sometimes paralyze them sometimes it's not they're not committed it's just that they feel like i cannot do this it's it's too much you know i'm going to be exposing myself too much or it's going to be too much work so i just felt like they needed that support from me so but you're right i mean there are those that there is that group of people that finish and are committed and uh, really do that but here's the thing my academy is 40 weeks mm. right so it really takes a different type of person and a little bit more support for them to implement everything because all the lessons are built on the previous one so wow. back, yeah so in the beginning we start with let's define your target market your core marketing message and they're going to use that maybe start using that in lesson 12 so they need to finish the lessons in order to finish what's going to come later so i need to make sure they do that hmm. you know and and yeah i i thought i know i have one of my programs it's like a basic one to get in it's a 52-week marketing plan and it's designed to be one one lesson a week for 52 weeks so but that's a basic plan like yours though is an in-depth plan for 40 weeks yeah yes yes Yes, they learn everything from, you know, how to do Facebook, how to create, how to post. I do tutorials on, you know, how to do lives. So mm -hmm. we show them how to do lives, how to connect to the internet, hardwired. I mean, I go really in depth on a lot of the technological stuff that people are afraid of that nobody's teaching. Yeah, like yeah. really people are just getting so they, they lose that beginning stages. They don't go in there. They just teach from here and there. And my audience needs that beginning, that, mm -hmm. that basics, you know, in order to really know how to do the, the rest. So yes, I go a little bit in that. But little by little, what I hear a lot from my students that they like is that I do that baby step by baby step. No. So they don't get overwhelmed and they are able to do it each lesson. That's, I mean, that's what we're trying to do with when we, when we changed my brand to simple, easy uh, marketing was trying to take it into steps that, that, that you know what I mean? I, I say, I, I call it what, what it's like bite-sized steps, but anyway, you know, it's, it's, it's so much easier to help the client along. All right. When they, they're not counting on having to make that big reach to make the step. Do you find that too? Yes. Oh, absolutely. That's what they are overwhelmed now because every workshop they watch, every video, every webinar is you need to do this and you need to podcast, you need to blog, you need to be live, you need to post. And they're like, oh my gosh, where do I start? Like <laughs> yes. Yes. Where do I even start? I don't even know how to log into my Facebook. No. So, yeah, it has to be, I mean, at least for the, the audience that I work with. I know that millennials, and I was just watching this movie the other day, Robin Williams movie, and he made a joke that I love it. Uh, you know how babies, they are like three-year-old, and you put give them some food, and they are trying to shove things in their mouth with their hand, right? They can't 
keep up with the stuff. And then you give them a phone and they're like, tuk, 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 tuk. they are doing everything. Mm -hmm. This new generation, they just know it's it's in their DNA. They're so familiar with technology. They can figure it out. Even if they haven't seen that program or that app, they just go on and they know exactly where to find information. For us, uh, that we're not, we didn't grow up with technology, it takes a minute, right? Or two or three. So those are, the, my, those are, those are my people. We did a photo one time. Now, my friend, I don't know if you know Mike O'Neill, LinkedIn rock star. Uh, Mike was down at my house, the lake, when I had the lake house here in Dallas. And um, we had a picture. My father-in-law had this, like, typewriter from the 1800s that we saved. I, I wish I could figure out where I put it because it was a valuable old typewriter from, from England that he had. And he, we actually had a, people sitting at the table, and the picture was he was at his typewriter. All right. I think like it was like me with like a, an old Mac, the original Mac app, Apple. And like we did it, it, did it down computers all the way to we had a baby holding an iPhone. Oh. I mean, it was one of the coolest things to show example of generation with technology. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that baby would never figure out that typewriter. And my father-in-law. He had a flip phone, I think, till the day he died. I don't think he ever had a smartphone. Uh, you know, my mom's got a smartphone, but I, and I don't think my dad ever had a smartphone before he passed away. But it's like we look at that, how much the easier the technology, the other, they can grab the technology. But, uh, you know, what I mean, I don't exactly know your age, but, I mean, I, I'm a 70s kid, all right? In the 1970s, I could build a bicycle that was like – that, that no kid today could do it. They'd have to go to the store to buy one. They couldn't build it. You know what I mean? Technology is different, but what's because we're taught different things in different ages. Well, I would say they would go online and watch a video how to build it. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that could happen too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We didn't have videos back then to watch. We yes. had to book and figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Or ask our, our father. Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's right. You know, uh, with that, my friend, a friend of mine, she is a grandmother, and uh, she took her granddaughter for vacation, and they were at the hotel, and uh, the phone rings in the room, and my friend says, uh, Lila, answer the phone, and I'm not kidding her. When she's talking, it's funnier, but she saw her granddaughter in front of the phone, looking at the phone and saying, but grandma, how do I do it? What do I do? How do I answer I love it. Isn't that yep. amazing? Yep. Yeah. Funny how, funny how things like that take off. So, yeah. um, you, know, you know, I'm curious, though, uh, uh, how many are, are yeah, of our audience who's watching? Some of them are entrepreneurs. Some of them are bloggers, bloggers, podcasters. What advice would you give to them, uh, the listener today, uh, you know, who's trying to do, figure out anything with Facebook? Is there any, like, words of advice you'd want to give them? Well, here's the thing. If you are the face of your business, right, so all the, the people you said and the people that I are the people I work with, coaches, consultants, service providers, you need to build your visibility on Facebook, online in general. Okay, now what's 
what was happening for a long time is that everybody was sharing just filtered a filtered reality right filtered photos filtered stories just um posts that were like three, three tips for this or that giving value which we still do it, it's still uh, the platforms are still there for you to give value but now what we we are seeing more is um a word that's being thrown a lot around but it's authenticity right mm -hmm. but authenticity being vulnerable and authentic because um just uh showing the superficial part of your of you is not connecting anymore people are just passing through because they just they they see the same stuff for you to be unique and we know that in marketing the only thing that makes you unique is your story it's you yeah so that's what really um connects people on any social media platform out there but here's the thing tim one thing that i think people are really hang up on all the time is the number of likes the number of followers oh yeah i have to have a lot of comments however there's a lot of people that might be watching you reading your posts but they never like it mm. and they never comment it i had that I, I have all the time students that they never commented on my posts and they come to me and see and say i've been following you for years i've been looking at your posts for years watching your videos they never really engaged but they are seeing you mm -hmm. so just keep at it you know if you know what you're sharing if you have a strategy just really keep at it and be consistent cool That's i love that word consistent because it is the yeah. uh, and i just i did just spoke about it uh this past weekend at my virtual conference and talked about consistency because that is what got me noticed in the beginning was being consistent with a blog and consistent with a podcast Consi i mean and consistency most people do it for a bit ah oh, it's not working and they take a break it's like dude it doesn't work that way you've got to actually be consistent with it yeah 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 it's the it's the golden key in marketing and anything you're doing marketing is consistency cool so simone i want to make sure my listeners uh, yeah simone i gotta remember right because i always want to say simone but simone how can people get a hold of you? What's the best place for them to find you and, and website that they can reach you? The best place is at my website. So the name of my company is Simonian Company. So simoniancompany.com. I mean, I have there how you can contact me. I have free resources to people. I have workbooks, guides where they can start really learning how, you know, how work with me would look like. And so that's my website. It's the best place. And do you have a do you have one specific free gift you want to give them if they go there today that you want to tell them about? Yeah, I think the best one since you mentioned Facebook would be the what not to do on Facebook. I have a whole guide of what not to do, and I give ideas of what to do instead. Mm -hmm. um, I compiled a couple mistakes that I see they come up again and again. And I show exactly what you should do instead to get results from Facebook. I think that's the one that they could start with. Cool, cool. Yeah. 
Well, that, I mean, great information you've shared with us today. I appreciate you coming on the show and, and sharing, uh, you know, about you, uh, about your business, some tips. It's like, you know, we kind of went around the whole, whole horn there, didn't we? Yes, we did. Well, I appreciate you. I love the invitation. As I said, I'm, I, I did a lot of research on you and what you're doing because that's, you know, what journalists do. <laughs> and, you know, I love that we have this, this same philosophy that things are not short term. It, it's a pet peeve of mine. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the, the build your business in 90 days, uh, finish your marketing eight weeks. That kills me yeah. because it is a lie. Right. And yeah. um, we do follow the same philosophy. And I, I really like that about you. I, I hate the word hack your way to success. It's like oh. it's like nails on a chalkboard to me. Yes. It's, oh, mm -hmm. You know, it, it doesn't work. you got to come up with a plan long term. Now you can get started in 90 days. Yeah. You can't build the entire thing. And I'm, I'm 10 years into this. I'm still building my business. <laughs> yeah. yeah, always, always. And, and it is long term. Marketing is part of business. Yeah. It's never going to end. Yeah. Of, you, if you want more clients, you have to do more marketing. You yeah. can be the best person, have the most amazing service, but if nobody knows about you, you don't have a business. You have a hobby. You're right. So, Simone, before you go, I have a famous game I like to play with all my listeners. That's right. I've heard about that. This or that. Now, I learned this from Sammy Hagar. I watched him do it on his TV show, and I thought, I'm cooler than Sammy Hagar. I can do this. Yes, you are. <laughs> I don't have the hair anymore to prove it because I got rid of that. But anyway. That's right. I was going to comment on that. You never um, said why. What happened? Well, so I did it as a publicity stunt for my May event. I cut my hair off and showed up because I was going to do it live. I was like I was going to show up at my live event and walk out on stage with short hair as a thing to do it this year. And, and because we couldn't do it live, I just did it online where I basically set it up to where I came on camera. And you can see the comments on my event. Your hair. You cut your hair. You cut your hair. It's like that for 10 minutes, the comments were about my hair. And I did it as a, just as a stunt. I was like, I've never, I haven't had short hair since I've been in this business. This is like for the first time you're seeing my natural color. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's right. That's right. Well, since I've seen you a lot with your ponytail, I almost couldn't tell. Yeah. But now that you're saying, I can see that you look more serious. Yeah, it, it, it's it was time to do it. Um, it just it was just time to 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 to, uh, to grow my my business without a gimmick. I've never I've used gimmicks along the way to to always a new gimmick to to do things. So the gimmick was shut, cut the hair this time. Okay. Well, it's it, it's a new you. Yeah. It's something in you that brought that. So. And it always, you can always grow it back. So Yeah. So I don't know. It'll be a while before I grow it back. I kind of like it short, and especially in this COVID, because I have to get up. And uh, normally, you know, it was, I would get up and just work at home. But if I had to go out somewhere, that was like once or twice a week, I'd have to go out to a meeting where I'd have to do my hair. You know, as a girl, what it takes to do hair. I wasn't used to that, but I was having to get up and do my hair every day because I had to get on camera every day. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, no. I don't want to do this. Uh, now I know why girls hate long hair. Anyway. Oh, no, we don't hate long hair. My wife doesn't like long hair. She likes her hair short, but she's, she always tries to grow it long for me. And I'm like, honey, just do what you want. <laughs> yeah, it is more practical for sure. Yeah. 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 
So anyway, I get nine questions here for you. There are this or that questions. Um, and some of these are going to relate. Some of them are going to be, uh, you can tell I ask them about you, and some of them are my generals. Okay. I like to start off with the famous one to find out who the, 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 the geeks and the nerds are, and that is Star Trek or Star Wars. Right now, I love both. But I wasn't, I didn't grow up with any of it. And yeah. it was my husband that introduced me to them. And um, because now, you know, I don't know if it's one of them, Netflix or Amazon, they are bringing back the Star Trek with the woman and power and there's Picard and all that. I'm all about Star Trek. But I have the whole collection of Star Wars and I did a lot of marathon. So I love Star Wars too. Cool. All right. So my is the geek and which one is the nerd, by the way? I don't know. I think to me, okay. the people who are into that get it. I mean, like they're they're focused on one or the other. Yeah. I mean, you could tell because that, when you ask that question, they're like they're focused on whatever side they're on. And it's like the other side, that's cool. But I'm sorry, I'm on here. This is what I like anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, got that. But I am a geek and a nerd. Oh, my. Uh, <laughs> any other things other than Star Wars or Star Trek. But how about this one here? This is a girly question. Do you like to wear heels or boots? I love heels. Okay. Boots for the winter. Yeah. So when I met you in Vegas, I because I was packing light for that trip, I came out with a backpack. And do you remember James gave us all those books? Yes. All right. And I tried to fit them all in my backpack. And the next day I get up and I walk to the strip. And I had only I didn't bring Sneakers with me. I only brought dress my dress boots. My feet were killing me. That oh, day. I, I never forgot that. Anyway, I'm a boots yeah. guy. So I boots too. yeah. How about this one here? If you're in your car, do you listen to a podcast or listen to music? Music. I I burned out a, a podcast. I don't know. I just listen to so many, and now all if I get in my car, when I get in my car, it's music. It's my Spotify. Yeah, mine's on like this Van Halen channel right now. Anyway, yeah. nice. Yeah. How about beer or wine? None. I used None. to drink wine. I haven't drank anything since 2014. New Year's Eve. Yes. How about coffee or tea? Tea. Tea. Okay. All right. So then I move on to a couple food questions. My next one is taco or hamburger. Oh my gosh, that's I'm gonna get killed by this one. None. None. I'm not a big fan of none. I'm more of a pizza and hot dog kind of person. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I had a pizza question and I took it off for this next one anyway. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my next one is, is because I know where you're from and I've had both of these and that is American barbecue or Brazilian barbecue. Brazilian barbecue, 150%. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I've had it because I mean, trust me, I've had it, and it is some of it. We have a couple. We have a Brazilian barbecue joint over here, really high class one, and I love, uh, love it. So yeah, yeah. They know how to do meat, and uh, you know the whole South. I mean, Argentinians know how to do too. I feel like Americans are good with the hamburgers. Yeah, I love, but but I love hamburgers out of this. Yeah. I'm a hamburger guy. Uh, yeah, so I've got my own grill in the back, and I do my own ribs, my own sauce, things like that. But yeah, I'm telling yeah. you, you go to those restaurants where they come up and they just carve the pieces of meat and drop oh, it on your plate. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
Um, so would you rather dress up or wear yoga pants? Dress up. I yeah. love dressing up all the time. Yeah. Uh, the that changed for me being home, I mean, I don't know how it's going to be in the winter, but is the slippers. I had to like kind of upgrade my slippers because um, I would stay home all the time, but I still dress up every morning. I need to, my brain needs to know yes. it's time to work. So I have to. So yeah, I had Larry Broughton on the show and Larry Broughton talked about that at the very beginning of COVID. And he said, he said, man, he says, I get up and I dress up and I get dressed just like I was going to the office, even though I'm walking from the, from my bedroom all right, to the living room. I still dress like I'm going to the office. And he says, it's yeah. a mindset. Yeah. And if by any chance I don't do that, something happens and I stay because I put my gym clothes on because I exercise. I just don't produce as well. I feel like it's, uh, you know, the day is just not going well. Yeah. Now I have done a few events where I spoke and my desk is one of those stand-up desks. I can raise it up or down that I basically stand up and a couple of speeches where I had my pajamas on, bottoms on, just because I could. And no yeah. one knew. Yeah. Yeah, it is good to have that freedom. <laughs> my next one here is one of the most controversial questions I ask on this show, and that is toilet paper. Does it go over on the roll or under? Over. There are marketing pieces from when they created the toilet paper that shows people how to use it. I don't know why people don't follow that. <laughs> Jesus. So um, I actually had one of my best and famous answers from this was a, a girl from New Hampshire. Her name is Cammie Baker. And Cammie, I don't know if you know Cammie or not, but Cammie actually said, uh, I'm single. All right. And if I go to a guy's house that I'm dating and I have to change that toilet paper roll from under to over two times on the third time, I break up with him. This relationship's going nowhere. <laughs> That is the classic answer. A little bit too much, Kenny. That's why you're single. <laughs> this question, though, has gotten some of the funniest answers over the past year of doing it. So I love, I always add this one in there. So my last one is kind of like a personal preference. It works better with sometimes with guys, but sometimes girls have their opinion on which they like, and that is the boxers or briefs. Oh, I love my husband in boxers. Uh huh. <laughs> Not that hard of a question to answer. No. So it's a fun game. Thanks for playing along with our game today. All right. Uh, one more time, say it for the audio people as well as the video people, your website, so they can find you and come get that free gift. Yeah. So it's www.simoniancompany.com. Cool. Yes. Thank you again, Simone, for coming on, sharing with us your story, your information, all right, your wisdom with my audience. I so appreciate that. Thank you. I hope, you know, I brought some value to your, your audience. Cool, cool. And to you, the listener, I want to thank you for coming by today, all right, and checking out Simone. Please go to her website and check her out. Again, when it comes to the online marketing, all right, I, I, I connect with quality people. And Simone is a quality person that you really need to know. And uh, hopefully we'll get her come by and do some other stuff with us because she's great stuff. But to you, the listener, be sure to go subscribe. Apple Podcasts, it's TimGillettShow.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as come check out our events, SimpleEasyEvents.com. I'm Tim Gillette with The Tim Gillette Show, and I'll be back with another guest real soon. Bye now. <laughs>